0: The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at two on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with
1: Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the afternoon news on 630 Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station.
2: In closing today, I will just say that investigations involving the senseless death of children create impacts that are felt throughout the community, including some of our officers. Some of our responding members are now receiving assistance from our employee and family assistance unit. As Scott said earlier, our sincere condolences go to the families and friends impacted by this terrible
0: tragedy. Well, friends, what a, di- a difference a day makes. Yesterday on the show, on the station, we were excited about raising money to help buy a Christmas gifts for those in need, for kids in need. And today we're going to start the show talking about the deaths of two young children. We've been telling you about it Um throughout the day and of course when the news first broke on Wednesday. But today police held a news conference this morning to outline some of the details about the bodies of two youngsters who were found in a southeast Edmonton apartment on Wednesday. Um, Now as I mentioned, all of this started on Wednesday afternoon. Police were called to an apartment in the area of 79th Avenue and 71st Street in the uh, King Edward Park neighborhood. Uh, There was a A report that a woman had been assaulted there. At the time, police searched an apartment unit but couldn't find the kids. About three hours later, police were called to a garage break in a few blocks away. It was 73rd Street and 80th Avenue. They found an unclothed man who was reportedly acting erratically. So at that time, officers determined that the man was a suspect in the earlier assault. They arrested him. And then the investigation led police back to the apartment that they were called to first, where a second search found the bodies of the young children under a pile of household items in a storage room. We can tell you um, that police have refused to identify the man that's been accused, but we can tell you that Global News has confirmed the man charged in the case is Ashton Bryan LaFleche, Court records say the 29-year-old is the accused uh, is the accused and is the biological father of one of the children. Those court, court documents also revealing that uh, the accused has a criminal history dating back to January 2017. It includes convictions for assaulting a police officer, theft under five grand, uttering threats, and possession of a controlled substance. On October 31st, he was in court in Edmonton where he pleaded guilty to assault and failing to comply with conditions. He was given a $100 fine. And then according to court documents, just on November 30th, LaFleche was sentenced to 20 days in jail after pleading guilty to a charge of breaching the conditions of his release. It is not known at this point why LaFleche was not in custody at the time. Of the deaths. So autopsies on the children and the ages of the children and any of the details of the children haven't been made available yet. When we know, we will let you know. Uh, But autopsies were scheduled for this morning and police uh, were expecting results from the medical examiner later this afternoon Um, it has been a a tough day and it is hard to listen to uh, stories like this when we when we hear of and we know that two young children have lost their lives whose lives have been snuffed out just no reason whatsoever, and unfortunately in Edmonton, this isn't the first time that this story has played out. It ha, It's its played out, unfortunately, numerous times over the years. I, uh you know, look back at, uh, at some of them today and just kind of heartbreaking, and you can just remember, you remember in 2017, little Anthony Joseph Rain, his body was found 19 months old, found in the parking lot of Good Shepherd Church. And you go back to 2010, Caleb and Gabriel Cardinal killed at the hands of their father. And then you go still in 2010, the um, the deaths of two-and-a-half-year-old Connor and 10-month-old Jaden McConnell, the hand of their mother. Yeah, it's tough. It, and it's, it's one of those ones, of course, you just can't wrap your head around it and at a time. Of year when we're getting ready to celebrate with, with family and friends, and it is such a glorious time uh, for little people with the, the sparkle in their eyes and the excitement about all that is about to come. Um, it's hard to believe that uh, things like this keep happening. Today, um, the police... Went into uh, detail as I mentioned about uh, what happened. Here it is, in the words of um, Edmonton police officers.
2: On Wednesday, December fifth, at approximately 5:35 p.m., EPS Southeast patrol officers responded to a domestic violence call at an apartment complex near 79th Avenue and 71 Street. Information was that the female was being chased. Uh, by a male outside and that she appeared to have been assaulted. Patrol arrived and the female was located and taken to the hospital with serious, but not life-threatening, injuries. As a result of the interviews with the female complainant on scene, officers learned the identity of the male suspect, believed to be responsible for the assault of the woman. Officers also learned that there were two children involved, the youngest of which was uh, the biological male suspect was the father. To clarify, the accused male is the biological father of only one of the children. The accused did not reside with the female and the children. The location of the children was unknown at the time. In the early stages of the investigation, we did not know where those children were. Officers were unable to locate the children during an initial search of the rental suite of the female where she lived with the two children. At approximately 8.30 p.m. Wednesday evening, police received information that an unclothed male acting erratically was found in a nearby garage that he had broken into at 73 Street and 80th Avenue. He was taken into custody uh, for the assault of the female. After questioning the male suspect regarding the whereabouts of the children, officers once again returned to the suite and conducted a secondary search for them. The children were subsequently located, deceased, in a room in the suite that was being used as a storage room. Their bodies were found concealed underneath piles of various household items. Yesterday, homicide investigators charged a 29-year-old male with two counts of second-degree murder, one count each of aggravated assault, and breach of probation. We are not going to release the name of the accused in this case, as it does not serve any investigative purpose at this time, and we want to support domestic violence victims and ensure they are comfortable to come forward with police with information. The autopsy is, exp- is happening this morning and we will expect uh, results from the medical examiner this afternoon. In closing today, I will just say that investigations involving the senseless death of children create impacts that are felt throughout the community, including some of our officers. Some of our responding members are now receiving assistance from our employee and family assistance unit. As Scott said earlier. Our sincere condolences go to the families and friends impacted by this terrible tragedy. I'm happy to answer a few questions now.
0: And that was Staff Sergeant Terry Affolder this morning talking to media about the discovery of the bodies of those two young children on Wednesday and um, as they were piecing together the details of, of what happened on, on Wednesday and we're still waiting to learn more and we will learn more over the coming days. Again, two young children found dead. Um, the first time police searched the apartment um, that they were called to, they didn't find the kids' bodies. Um, they went back later after another incident and found the bodies of the children under a pile of household items in a in a storage room. Again, police, you heard, saying that they weren't releasing the name of the suspect in the case. But we can tell you that Global News has confirmed the man charged in the case is Ashton Brian LaFlesh. He's 29 years old, has a criminal history dating back to January of 2017. And according to court documents, he was sentenced to, uh, to 20 days in jail on November 30th after pleading guilty to a charge of breaching the conditions of his release. Not known why. LaFleche was not in custody at the time of the children's deaths. Um, yeah, any time that uh, young children die at the hands of anybody... It's, it's devastating. It's hard to talk about. If you want to text me, you can do so at 630-630. The phone number here always open as well at four nine We'll take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll uh, dial up Kent Morrison uh, from Global Edmonton who's been covering this story today to get uh, the very latest. Stay with us. 218 on the 630 Chad afternoon news. Uh, we're going, we're joined now by Global Edmonton's Kent Morrison, who's been covering this story, uh, throughout the day. Kent, thanks for taking the time today.
1: Thanks for having me,
0: Dylan. All right. So uh, you, you were at the news conference this morning. We've heard a little bit of it from uh, from police. We're finally getting all the pieces uh, put together. And again, uh, two young children um, dead now, believed to be um, the, the accused 29-year-old Ashton Brian LaFleche, police saying the accused is the biological father of of one of the children. Um, at the news conference this morning, um, they seemed a little hesitant to be be releasing uh, information. Did you get that feeling?
1: Yes, very much so. Very much so. Got that feeling that they they weren't you know ready to to uh, be very forthcoming with a lot of information. A lot of the questions we had at the press conference were regarding uh, the man who was who was arrested, and uh, police weren't going to uh, release his name. Uh, they weren't going to release the ages of of the young victims uh, in this crime. Uh, police saying in in the press conference that. One, uh, releasing the name had no um, investigative benefit to the police, and two, uh, because this is a crime of domestic violence, uh, that they were very wary uh, of the victim in this, in this crime, and, and that, or those are the two reasons that they gave us at the press conference on why they wouldn't release mm-hmm. the names or the ages of the victims or the name of the, uh, the man who'd been arrested. His name, of course has now come out through court documents. And Jalen, I actually uh, was at the courthouse, just came from the courthouse a couple of minutes ago and uh, did get the official record uh, of his appearance in court today. The charges and the names of the victims uh, were read out in court. And another thing that happened uh, in court is that... Uh, that um, Ashton LaFleche was charged with a breach of a probation order, failing to have no contact, indirect or direct, with uh, the victim, the, the mother in this, in this mm-hmm. crime. So um, we're getting more information on the, the criminal history and, and what happened exactly
0: on Wednesday. Um, I know um, you had said that the, the names of the victims had been uh, read out in court. I don't believe that we are identifying them at this point, but do we know the ages?
1: That's one thing that we, we don't know for, for sure. Police wouldn't say the ages. They, they All they would say um, is young kids. Um, so it's Still remains uh, a bit of a mystery there. Police saying that they're protecting the, the mother mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. case, the family in this mm-hmm. case. Uh, I did have contact with one member of the family uh, a little earlier this afternoon. She's simply requesting the, for privacy uh, at this time. Obviously a very tough time. Uh, for that family as they're grieving the loss of two young children.
0: Without a doubt. Now, um, according to the court documents, uh, we've been told that on November 30th, the suspect in this case was sentenced to 20 days in jail, and the big question a lot of people are asking is why was he not in jail?
1: Yeah, and that's something we don't know at this point. We're still trying to get more information out of some of those court documents. Uh, He had been in court in, in different cities, sometimes in Stony Plain, sometimes in Edmonton, so... Getting those documents out of different courthouses is proving to be a bit of a challenge. So at this point, we don't know exactly why he was uh, was out of jail uh, on, on mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. Wednesday because it is pretty shortly after uh, that court appearance where we do know he sentenced to 20 days in jail that this all happened. So that is certainly a question that needs to be answered in the coming hours and, and days, because uh, I think a lot of people have that question.
0: Now, we know that there was going to be an autopsy done uh, this morning, and uh, I think we we're expecting some results from the medical examiner. Have those come in yet, Kent?
1: We haven't heard from police uh, about that. That was announced at the, the press conference this morning, that that autopsy was going to take place today. Um, sometimes these results are released that day. Sometimes they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, when we asked for a timeline on, on the, the release of the autopsy result, police Uh, The police spokesperson said that he was hoping uh, for some time this afternoon. We haven't had any indication that those results have been released yet. Uh, so certainly we're some, we're watching for as the afternoon progresses as well.
0: Kent, one of the things that I was interested in when I was listening to the news conference today was um, the, the Staff Sergeant uh, Affolder talking about uh, being called to the apartment unit uh, the first time or to the complex the first time. I think they said that the police did a search um, and then went back a few hours later uh, because they, but they had arrested the fellow and then went back a few hours later, did the other search and that's where they found the children. Did they expand at all? on the search that initial search in the apartment at all um and you know i I, am just i'm just curious um you know the differences between the two searches and um and and what happened there
1: yeah all that they would really tell us is during that second search is when they found the bodies uh, concealed and hidden under uh, household items inside what she called a storage room uh in the apartment um so we did ask you know, we had questions about that initial search. There wasn't much revealed by police about how extensive that mm-hmm. first search was of the apartment. Okay. Uh, one question that did come up at the press conference was, is there a chance that these two young children were alive during that first search of the which which would have happened around that 5.30 when that initial call came in? And it was a pretty emphatic no, no. Okay. from the police officer when we asked that question.
0: All right. Uh, Kent Morrison covering this story for Global Edmonton uh, today. Thank you, Kent, for joining us this afternoon. I know you have a busy one. Uh, thank you so much okay we'll be watching for your coverage tonight coming up on global news at five and at global news at uh, at six so again we are waiting to find out more details the autopsies were scheduled on those uh, little bodies uh, this morning police expecting results from the medical examiner sometime this afternoon we don't know for sure when they will be released just because the police are getting the results doesn't know doesn't necessarily mean that we'll be getting the the, uh, the results as well but as soon as we know we will let you know. On the text line this afternoon says, uh, my guess is he wasn't in custody because the sentence was likely a weekend sentence. Often for those offenses, judges will let offenders only serve sentences on weekends. They show up and serve time until Sunday night and are released the next weekend. Eric in Edmonton says, I got a six-year-old son. I don't know how a parent can do that to their own child. It's just so sad this is happening. And Christmas is almost here. It's a very special day for children. God bless those children. Uh, I hope this punk gets what's coming to him. Why little kids? It's so sad that people resort to hurting children. Often for, um, it's so sad that they're hurting children. What was this sick son of a trying to prove? I think the point is proven that people like this should be put in cement shoes and sent down to the good old... Northern Alberta, Muskeg, so disgusting. And this one, it's so hard to digest the news that the child uh, was killed by someone, especially by their parent. How could they? Just terrible. It was interesting. Some of you uh, asking about uh, why we're releasing the name of the the man accused. I can tell you that during that news conference, uh, Staff, Staff Sergeant Terry Affolder had told the media straight out, said, well, we're not releasing it, but you're journalists. You can find it out yourself. Those were her words. You're a journalist. You can find it out yourself through court documents, and and that's what has happened. Um... This is truly sickening to hear about innocent children being senselessly murdered, especially at the hands of a parent. We need harsher laws against violent offenders, full stop. Our current laws are embarrassingly ineffective. Across the board, domestic abusers, rapists, pedophiles, they all need to be revamped and strengthened. Innocent people need to be protected, not offenders. And it sure seems like the laws protect offenders more than the law-abiding citizens. My heart breaks for the mother who was assaulted and is now in hospital. How devastated she must feel to have lost her children in such a horrific way. A concerned citizen. And yes, you think about that. The devastation of the mother, the grandparents, the family and the friends. And I know Ryan touched on it this morning as well. You know, the first responders, the police officers, Staff Sergeant Affolder talked about the police members, uh, the members of the service who are now, um, you know, going through some... Some counseling, some debriefing after dealing with, with what they have had to deal with as well. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a ripple effect of of pain on so many people, and we know as well that in a community, when something like this, um, it can impact you even if you don't know these children or you don't know the family because there are things that we simply cannot wrap our head around and this is certainly one of them. Like I said I I go back to it was just in 2017 remember in 2017 when that little fellow the 19 month old was found Anthony Joseph Rain was found uh, by the Good Shepherd Church he was 19 months old remember that The toddler's father, Joseph Cryer, then 26, and then his 25-year-old girlfriend, Tasha Lee Mack, were charged with second-degree murder. Their trial, both of them are out on bail, by the way. A four-week trial for those two scheduled to begin June 2nd of 2019. So know this, uh, Chadville, you're not alone with your anger, with your disgust, with your heartbreak on this one. We'll keep you updated on the story throughout the afternoon as more details are made available to us. Uh, We are going to take a break for the 2.30 news and we're going to switch gears a little bit. But as I said, we will keep coming back to this as more information is made available. The 630 Ched afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Ched.